they can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live, but in the mid to late 90s, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is Anamorphic Time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for Daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. Doesn't want this. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And like they're they're like no, stop <laughs> shooting at children. Oh man, being twelve was weird. Uh, uh, welcome to Anamorphic Time with Anamorphic Nate and Tyler. <laughs> with Nate and Tyler. That's Nate. I'm Tyler. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We do uh, like we should do like a, a morning zoo crew like introduction. <laughs> okay. I'm Crazy T, and over there's Little Nate. Little Nate. I'm so tiny. <laughs> We're going to talk about animals. Animals in the morning. Man, yeah. Aren't Democrats bad? <laughs> That's what morning like, radio I, I is, right? Know. I don't listen to radio anymore. Like me neither. It's 2021. Radio's dead. <laughs> yeah, and all the hosts of radio shows are now dead too. Yeah, well. Thank you to COVID-19 for killing all those conservative talk show hosts. Joining us on Animorphin Time today is host of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast called Big Mistake. We have Melissa. Melissa, welcome to Animorphin Time. Thanks, guys. Hi. Uh, welcome to another big mistake, which is guesting on Animorphic Time. <laughs> <laughs> I regret it already. Yeah, we, it's been wild. We just, Nate and I got some Negronis. It's been getting gross. We talked about pornography films. Not good. No. So, <laughs> Melissa, tell us who you are. Tell us what you do. Tell us your history with Animorphs. Okay, well, my history with Animorphs, I started from the very first book at the very beginning when I was a kid, and I read them in order, but I never finished them when I was a kid. I started in elementary school, and I think I fell off when I got to junior high, but... Do you know I, which book you stopped at? Like, which was the book that, like, you know what, I need to take a break from Animorphs? I think it might have been this one, actually. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Excellent. Perfect book. Yeah, uh, I remember reading it and being like... Uh, I would prefer not to, but uh, I, I did come back to Animorphs in the pandemic 25 years later, and I was like, maybe it'll be a fun, lighthearted, nostalgic romp, and it'll just be delightful, and maybe I'll learn some animal facts, and it was actually <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the perfect counterpart to like uh, realizing that no hope was coming in this <laughs> pandemic and uh you you'll know only losing ever, faith in everyone you'll be crushed slightly forever little bit day by day until all you're left with are the mental scars of an existence filled with pain yeah that's animorphs yeah yeah, yeah. it was actually perfect timing to read it again it helped me process a lot of <laughs> emotions <laughs> yeah so. absolutely i mean if if these books are nothing else they are an anthology of misery, pain, and trauma to relive and enjoy. Melissa, why this book? Why why is this book for you? Jake turning into an orca. To be very honest, I am very imitated, but or um, I'm very not imitated. Uh, oh no, I can't remember the word. It's I, okay. All our listeners are screaming <laughs> it right now. No, just make make up a word. Scrumpulent. <laughs> Yeah, I feel uh, 
intimidated. That's Uh. the word. I feel very intimidated by the passion of all of the fans in the Discord, and I don't want to let anybody down. So the reason I chose this book was if I fuck it up, nobody will really care. (laughs) So I I made a a, uh, strong declaration last episode that Visser was my favorite Animorphs book. I'm afraid we have a new winner. Oh, no! I knew it! I knew it! Oh, no, I you knew. guys love this book! I'm afraid, we love it! I'm afraid that this is one of my favorite Animorphs books. It's at oh least in the God. top five. This is the best Jake book. Please, take back everything I said. So, like, the pressure's on for yeah. this Animorphs community of one. Oh, no. My so, plan backfired. Oh, no, no. This is perfect because I've been waiting to get to this book since Nate and I started this half-ass, stupid-ass project <laughs> because I knew it was coming. I knew Atlantis was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, watch out. Atlantis is coming. <laughs> I I have been waiting so long to get here because everyone talks shit on this book. They're like, oh, it's a book. doesn't really matter. has no point. Not even that good. I knew Nate would love this book. It's it has such implications for the world of Animorphs. <laughs> like it Please really does. Continue. Wait, Nate, why do you love this book? Uh it, it works on so many levels. I think it like honestly, if you wanted to sell me on um, the whole Animorphs series as someone who has not read it, to say that they went to Atlantis and it was, you know, there's no hints that there was an Atlantis in the series and it's not really a main focus of the books, just we just happened to go to Atlantis one day. Uh-huh. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I want to be part of those adventures. It, you know what it is? It reminds me of like 90s television where like, you know, each episode you, you do something stupid and, you know, it, it goes away and it doesn't need to be important. Not every episode is important. Sometimes you just have a good time. Yeah. And this was a good time. Like, like this book, I'm going to put it in some Melissa terms right now. Okay. It's like the episode where Xander loses his virginity in Buffy. Oh, hell yeah. It just follows Xander the entire episode. The world's falling apart and they're fighting demons and Xander's just having a great and bad day. And it's like, this is just an episode that didn't need to happen. It's wild. We get to see a new side to this weird ass universe and it's fucking hilarious and it's fun and it's stupid and I love it. And there's a queen named Sako. It's beautiful. Queen Sako, uh, my queen. (laughs) Oh, I always pronounced her name Soko, like Southern Comfort. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's better. I mean, like, yeah. We're, I'm going SoCo from now on. Like, extremely Southern. Like, bottom of the ocean Southern. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This the bo- undersea city of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this book, I loved it. And we're going to get into why it's good. Well, let's talk about the, the main animal on the cover here. Yeah. Um, it's got Jake in... And which? what's the name of this whale? Uh, Swoosh. Swoosh the whale. Swoosh the whale. Why is it named Swoosh? Because Nike sponsored the whale exhibit and they got to name it Swoosh. Hell yeah. Which, come on, Nike is a better name for an orca. I mean, it has... But I don't don't know, Swoosh is pretty damn good. I mean, like, yeah, that's what you associate with Nike. Uh, And and the tagline that we mentioned earlier is, uh, you won't even get a chance to change your mind. And we have Jake in a, um, honestly, kind of a rad, like, um, scuba, Mm -hmm. scuba thing. That's, uh, that's scuba the, suit. I was scuba suit. I was thinking swimmers onesie. What is that? What is that called? It's, it's fine. The, a bathing the costume. Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jake's uh, turning into an orca. It's a pretty nice cover. Pretty decent. Um, the inside cover. Uh, Wait, he, or- he never actually gets the scuba gear in the book, though. 
No, he doesn't. This is well. Imagine he just has it because like it's the only thing because they have to have like skin tight clothes to morph into, right? Oh, so this is maybe, his morphing outfit. That I, would be mine. I imagine it is. Yeah, yeah to hide my imperfections. Like I wouldn't want to wear like a bike shorts and what you know. imperfections, Nate? You're perfect. I yeah, I'd be even more perfect, covered in rubber. <laughs> oh, okay, like some American Horror Story monster. Got it. Yep. Um, and like our little orcas covered in rubber underneath the sea are looking into a, a mysterious cave in the inside cover. They are. Uh, um, I mean, not much to this inside cover. It's okay. The thing that made me curious was it's called the mutation. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what does this mean? Is it like, you know, the, um, the croc burp book where like something's wrong is going to happen to the, their morph and mm-hmm. they're going to turn into like some weird orca monster? If only. But if instead, only. we got something much fucking better. Is it a phone call at 3 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. Chapter one. Um, so yeah, chapter one, uh, Cassie calls Jake in a, um, PTSD panic, I think, from just war. <laughs> that and what she's got going on at home. Well, what has she got going on at home? She's got some visitors. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um. So Cassie calls Jake. She yeah. says, oh, man, I can't sleep. You know, same old school stress really freaking me out. And Jake's like, don't worry, babe. Just count some sheep. It'll be fine. Then they hang up. Have you, tr- uh, have you tried the sheep thing? Is that like real? I've tried counting. I don't do anything except I just keep counting and I get more pissed off that I'm not asleep. Is that like a thing you're supposed to literally do? Count sheep? As, uh, on I, all the TV shows that right. Kathy Apples grew up watching, that's what they do. Yeah, like uh, that cartoons taught me that one, right? <laughs> I mean, cartoons taught me a lot of things. Yeah. Like uh, you, can, you can't kill a mouse, okay. but you can hit a cat with a hammer. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's true. No. Um, so Jake does the responsible thing, I guess, and flies out to, uh, Cassie's barn. Yeah, Cassie is sending her signal. Something is obviously wrong. Right. And, uh, when he gets to the barn, he hears a couple of familiar voices, uh, gurgly hork voices. (laughs) Which, yeah, kind of freak him out. But, you know what? This is only chapter one. He doesn't be too freaked yet. I gotta stop giving these books that meta credit. He don't, it could be anything. But yes, he hears hork and he bursts in there. To meet a new hork character who's going to be very important. Our friend, our, our f- new friend, our new special friend, uh, his name is... Han Tunad. <laughs> Another Han. expertly named hork Just... You know, you can really, like, scream it out when you're charging into battle. I feel like you can... Do it. I screamed last time and it got your Alexa going. <clears throat> Han Tunad! That's gonna... Sorry, everybody yeah. with headphones. <laughs> Melissa, you wanna do one? <laughs> So I pronounced his name Han Tunad because he's like half a fish man. <laughs> God you're, damn it. You're so much better at this book than we are. <laughs> and I just shot all over the book. Uh, his, his, name, his name was Han and then Mr. Three tuned him. So yeah. He's Han Tunad. Han, comma, Tunad. Tunad category. Uh, Jesus. We, you'd I mean, think we'd be better at understanding these books being 36 of them in. Well, you know what? It's because I was so invested in the story. I'm like, clearly he's not named Han Tuned. <laughs> uh, Han Tuned. What a, what a guy. So Han Tuned is... He's in bad shape. He's, he's, he's dying. He's, he's not looking good. He's Han Tuned. a little better. green around the gills, if you will. Well, he's Ooh. been he's been tuned. Yeah. <laughs> he's been full tuned. It's... Well, it's, it's, partially, partially tuned. He did not get full tuned. He got half tuned, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I never thought he'd use tuna as a verb. No, you gotta start now. Because I started. Melissa's already influenced me. Yeah, the d- d- definition of tuna is when somebody gets turned into a part fish. <laughs> yeah, like, and then dies on a uh, in a barn. Kevin Costner got tuna. We're just waiting for that second thing to happen. Yeah, is this Fine. a Shape of Water joke? I never saw Shape of Water, but I'm no, waiting we for the Shape water, of Water joke. We were doing Waterworld. <laughs> it's a Waterworld oh. joke. <laughs> shape of Water is pretty good if you like fish men that are horny. I would say Waterworld is better because they have a gang called Smokers and they smoke a lot. <laughs> Smokers. Uh, and they're evil because they get the kids to smoke. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the only thing people remember for that movie is um, Kevin Costner peeing and drinking his pee. And that is just... literally the only thing I remember from the yeah. movie. <laughs> you know it's, what? It's Strong the best opening part of the scene. Yeah, he just like flops his tummy banana right there and starts pissing on his chin, just slurping it down. What about that time he got like uh, almost digested by sea goo or like when he uh, scooped up dry land from from a underwater city of Atlantis? You remember so much. How do you know so much about Waterworld? Because I love Waterworld. Of course, you. I knew you'd love this. <laughs> fucking book. I love this book. I knew you'd love this stupid fucking book. Right, because I guess it, like okay, so um, our friend um, Tuna. Hontuned, Charlie. Hontuned, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hontuned. He he uh, he is dying and is now actually dead. Uh, he, Cassie was unable to save him, um, and Cassie's real mad about that. She's fact. really pissed off about it. So because, Toby, yeah. Toby is there. Toby Hami and Jera Hami, the Hork Bajir from the Free Colony, are there saying, um, "So Visser Three's been experimenting on the Hork Bajir, trying to put gills on them to make them underwater killing machines." Because they want that Pemolite dog ship. They want that technology real fucking bad. And you want, like, smart move on Visser 3's part. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, aside from, like, the genetic experiments and the torture, um, <laughs> well done. Because, yeah. like, they get they get screwed underwater so much. Because those taxons, nothing. Nothing underwater. hork they can't even swim, as we found out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hauntoon had really shat the bed in this one. Yeah. So, like, they need a way to, like, fight underwater. Yeah. And so, like, this was... That's a good, good, good shot. It's, and it, don't they have Lyrons? Are those still around? Like I don't know what happened to Lyrons. They like, blew they, up the planet or whatever. They, they blew up that bomb, which killed a lot of people, and we just haven't heard from them. They just don't have them like hanging in the back. Yeah. yeah only, any extra Lyrons in the back? Only, only time will. T- I don't want to tell you. They, they're, they're like, hey, listen, they have better things to do. They're too smart for this underwater business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, mean, but like, it does, doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Because what does matter is that we now have our our uh, calling call to action. Yes, which is Cassie demands blood. Yeah, Cassie <laughs> wants. She's yeah. like, we got to send a fucking message. Jake's like, well, we could probably just let this go. And then Cassie's like, uh, do you realize that this makes us look like a fucking bitch? <laughs> if we don't hit them back harder than they hit us, you know, we got to do something here. I have, that, that's not. I've been watching the wire. Yeah, it's no, I get it. Everything in my brain is the wire now. Yeah. Uh, so, but like, it's not that Cassie has her own justification, but she does. Well, she's, she's just, she's mad because she doesn't like people messing with nature. Yeah. It's what Visser three did was a war crime. It's an atrocity. Anytime anybody in any faction of anything starts experimenting on people's genes and mutating them, you're going to have a bad time. It's, it's bad. It's bad, bad stuff. I'm, I'm pro mutant. 
well, yes, I'm pro mutant as well. That's a, I don't know where this anti mutant comes from, Tyler. Look, yeah, okay, Magneto is right. I get it. You're that senator that they turned into goo. <laughs> no, that was Hontuna. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let, let's move on. Let's get to the no, real it, it pisses Cassie off, and I can hear all you Cassie haters already saying, like, oh, Cassie being a hypocrite because Cassie's so anti war, but here she is wanting to do war. It's like, no. If you see a great injustice, like, I don't know genetic mip- manipulation or genetic cleansing of some kind maybe you should stand up and fucking stop it well yeah cassie always stands up for uh, her ideals like Just, she's been consistent in that like if somebody messes with nature somebody messes with animals um or you know is slightly mean to people like yeah she'll <laughs> she'll get mad about it yeah there's just a lot of people hate on cassie for no reason melissa where do you stand on this cassie's my favorite uh yeah. cassie thank, thank god cassie the the book where she turns into a butterfly. That was mm-hmm. my favorite as a kid and my favorite as an adult. Uh, she's Great the best character. I think she's the only one who, who, where you can actually see what living by your ideals really means. Because I think a lot of people will say like, yeah, we should all get along, whatever. But Cassie's the only one willing to actually give up what needs to be given up in order to live in peace. Like willing to make the individual sacrifice for the collective good in ways that other people aren't. And I think she's awesome. Well said. I agree wholeheartedly. Float like a butterfly, sting like a polar bear. That's our Cassie. <laughs> That's, that is <laughs> That's our, our girl. Yep. Um, and she's ready to sting now. So. She's ready to sting. So let's let's get some underwater stingers in the form of orcas. Yeah, swoosh. Killer whales, some may call them. Yeah. Um, Did you guys ever see an exhibit uh, that was that was paid for by like a corporation like that? Well, Oregon had Keiko for Yeah, a Oregon had actual free willy in our aquarium. Yeah, so we really? had to as kids. Yeah. We, we had to see we, Keiko. We had to go see Keiko. Yeah. I saw his penis. It was huge. Looked yeah. like a big old white hand. He'd no. take it out for crowds. <laughs> I never saw it. I, you I never saw, saw it? I just saw a gentle, nice whale. <laughs> With a floppy little thing. Yeah, his, whatever the thing on their back is called. Dorsal fin. Dorsal fin. His, his was floppy. Yeah, well, you know, he... He was a he was a nice looking well, uh, giant and scary. But, but you, you know, to answer your question, yes, yeah. we had Free Willy, and they marketed the fuck out of Free Willy. It's like this is Keiko. He was Free Willy. Come see Free Willy. Buy a Free Willy shirt. Then they freed him, and he died immediately. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! As <laughs> he couldn't yeah. take the ocean. <laughs> he oh, was, he was never. Willy. He's truly free now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And well, you know what, like. Zoos don't make a lot of money. It's fine if they have to take a little corporate sponsorship. I think, um, you know, here, here's a, um, you know, um, refreshing the eagle sponsored by Pepsi. I think that's okay. Oh, okay. I, I went to an aquarium that had an exhibit that was sponsored by Red Lobster, and I felt like that was a little, <laughs> Hell a little yeah, tough. No, Jesus. But honestly, like they have to make some money somewhere, and it's not from yeah. you know visitors. People won't do it. It's expensive to feed a killer whale. If I knew I was going to get Cheddar Bay biscuits to go to an aquarium, I'd probably be more apt. We've to- got to feed Cheddar Bay biscuits to the dolphins. Are you? Fuck, that is so cool. No, I'm lying to you. Oh, God damn it. For a second, my world was just a bit more whimsical because I'm of capitalism. Sorry. But no, nothing's ever good. Dolphins love biscuits. You don't know it. <laughs> but they do. It, they were actually a species that originated in Cheddar Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm okay with corporate sponsorships for, for zoos. We have corporate sponsored everything now. Why not zoos too? Yeah, we should get, we should get a corporate sponsor. 
Can we get Melissa? Do you have any corporations that need uh, two losers to talk about their shit badly? Ooh, um, I mean, maybe Nike. They would have <laughs> to rename you guys, though. Ooh, I, I pick uh, Air. You can be Jordans. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a cooler name. Yours is a plural first name. <laughs> a plural last name. Well, air, let's move on. All right, cool. Um, so, yeah, we have our call they, to action now. We yeah, they go, they, they have their call to action. They go to the gardens and they, go, they morph swoosh. And they're going to destroy the new ship. Hot new ship. The hot new Yurk battleship for undersea adventures. What would you name the ship before you say it? Melissa, what would you name the ship? What if I were to tell you that I would name this ship the Sea Blade? I'd say that's the perfect name. <laughs> I don't know. Swoosh has a nice ring to it. Swoosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but like it's in the sea and it's shaped like a blade. Man, Visitor 3 loves, he's like, this is my blade ship. I need an ocean blade ship. How about the sea blade? Yeah. <laughs> Dope. I'm just like, you know, he doesn't have time to be like, you know, creatively naming ships. He's just like, bug ship, blade ship, sea blade ship. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess the sea blade. <laughs> Whereas like the analytes, they have all the time in the world. They're like, oh, check out our, um, what's our dome ship. No, no, that's the brand of ship they have like the sea uh, not the sea star but the um it's like star sword oh, or like yeah, the jahar like... and stuff they name it yeah. after like people yeah. yeah exactly and let's not even talk about andalite names they suck they do suck um so they do have focus groups though apparently <laughs> i mean all imperialistic societies do <laughs> yeah Ooh, so their plan is they're gonna float over the yerk pool Right, fly over, over it. The I one over say. the mall. Yeah. The one over the mall. They're gonna wait for it to come out. They're gonna follow it to the ocean and then follow it as orcas because they need something strong and fast and able to dive deep. And none of them want to do the giant squid again. Which no, you should do the giant squid. That seems pretty good. It yeah, it's pretty dope. But like, we'll get into that when the sea battle happens. I think we need to see the ship it's invisible right yeah the ship does come out it's invisible they marco and jake are chilling out marco's like man i really hate my math teacher stepmom now yeah this, she's making us do this, like math homework we have to do math homework I, if i fail this test she'll hit me again i don't know do you think miss robinette hits him um you know like emotionally. i never had a stepmom I i'd say like emotionally hits him you know like, she probably like, throws the dog at him I mean, yeah, the Euclid does mm-hmm. enough damage. U- Euclid's the heavy in that situation. We do not like Euclid. I, I, I speak for yourself. I love Euclid. He's great. Air, you shut your fucking mouth. We do not <laughs> like Euclid. Um, so Jake and his peregrine falcon follows the sea blade to the sea. Yeah. Uh, whereas Marco, because they, they're looking in pairs, you know, and Marco goes to get the gang. Jake is uh, going by himself to take care of business. And, um, you know, follow follows the ship into the sea. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes underwater as an orca and he starts pinging. And then all he can see is just a uh, whale in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, where did the sea blade go? This is weird. Mm-hmm. I, I just followed it. Apparently, the sea blade can uh, mock uh, different animals underwater to full, um, you know, radar. And to full echolocation. We might as well get into it. Let's get into it. He... Turned into an orca. Yeah. Orca's on the cover. Oh, shit. You know what time it is. Um, uh, Animal facts? It's time for animal facts. Oh, shit. Animal facts. 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 Anim
Streak and Cassie Tobias and Axe Rachel and Marco The bandits are here They want to listen To animal facts Fuck all the years Marco's mom is a bitch Woo! Alright That okay. felt good uh, you guys I was really looking forward to that <laughs> we have to do it. It's expected. <laughs> it, yeah, we have to do it now. We have to. We'll um, never stop. Except for the last book. We didn't actually do it last book. Well, there's nothing in Visser. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> these these facts provided by the wonderful, illustrious dodecahedron of a person, Divine Soup Can. Thank you, Divine Soup Can. We love you, Divine Soup Can. This engine runs on the gasoline you provide, which is something that British people don't have right now. They, so call, they call it petrol. Suck it, Brits. <laughs> We're we're running on gas over here. How will they drive to hospital? They they'll just go for free. <laughs> well, you know, there's that. Okay. <laughs> First animal fact. Orcas, aka killer whales, are the world's largest species of oceanic dolphins. Dolphins hmm. are a type of toothed whale. Uh well, I mean, no, you're wrong. They're actually called dolphins, I think. That's <laughs> that fact's wrong. Uh the wrong fact. <laughs> Wait, whales are dolphins? Yeah, soup can not Dolphin- so divine anymore. Dolphins no. are whales? I don't even know what words mean anymore. <laughs> Dolphins are a type of toothed whale. I feel like it's an insult to whales. <laughs> like they're not good enough. Like, you know, the, the small ones, the baby ones get to have the teeth. I mean, this whale was much less mystical than the other non toothed whales. I feel like this is kind of like a junior whale. I'd rather be eaten by a toothed whale, if you're being honest. I think uh, just being swallowed whole and then dying slowly doesn't sound great. Uh, killer whales being uh, flipped up in the air. Flipped up in the air, bitten into, just ripped apart. Played with and then die. Not like, even necessarily eaten. Motherfuckers. Evil. <gasps> oh my gosh, Divine Soup Can has confirmed what you said earlier in the pod. Keiko, the actor who starred in Free Willy, I like that they referred to the whale as an actor. <laughs> well, he did a great job. <laughs> yeah. He I, jumped over that kid. <laughs> what, you call an Airbud, not an actor either? Wishbone? Oh. <laughs> All actors. <laughs> Keiko, the actor who starred in Free Willy, was fully released to the wild in 2002 after spending ages 2 to six, or two to 26 in captivity. He was not able to integrate with a pod and continually sought out human contact instead. He died in 2003 of pneumonia. Oh. <laughs> oh, what? no. He got COVID and died. <laughs> like, a whale dying of pneumonia is wild because they breathe water. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> that's it. That, that's a, a new animal fact. They breathe water. Yeah, animal, whales breathe water. <laughs> that's a good fact. Orcas are no longer captured in North American waters, and SeaWorld has ended its captive orca breeding program. That was part of the Keiko fact. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still... I watch... Whales breathe water? These animal facts are obviously not sinking. I'm just saying, like, you know, I have my opinions that I believe. Divine Soup can (laughs) is their opinion they believe. And, um, you know, it's like, I just respect my opinion. Uh, Okay, Air, I will not argue this with you. Okay. Thank you, Jordans. Please continue, Melissa. We're very sorry. All right. Back to our Nike-sponsored content. Thank you. Just do it, please. (laughs) Orcas are the only known marine predator of the moose, hunting them as they swim between islands. Holy shit. (laughs) Wait. Moose with an M. Moose. Moose. (laughs) Holy shit. I mean, 
How do you define moose? Is are we talking like the animal that is as this, an eight foot tall killer monster? Like the thing that could like take on like a truck. Yes. Okay. Not the dessert, like the the real large yeah. animal. Yeah, <laughs> the killer whales hunting for moose. I don't know what's more terrifying. Wait, hunting moose or what? What's the other thing? Moose are land creatures. Oh. <laughs> like, like, am I gonna like walk around and find like this like flopping whales like chasing after this sad moose Just running down the street? Uh, like well, moose no, are I fast. Think, I think they meese. Sorry, meese so, are fast. I think the fact means to say. I think Divine Soupcan is saying that the moose swim between islands, okay. and while they're swimming, that's when the killer whales okay. get them. Okay, so. Uh. So they're not like hunting on land now. But still, like, that is a ballsy fucking whale. No, they can't. Whale. They breathe water. God, climate change <laughs> is gonna bring some wild animals hunting other animals. <laughs> God damn! Soon that's gonna be us. God being eaten. God willing. Yeah, by killer whales as we swim from island to island. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Sorry, just do it. Don't don't mind if I just do it. Orcas feature in the religions of the indigenous peoples of the West Coast. The, oh no. West um, Coast, best coast. <laughs> I apologize in advance for how I pronounce these names. I'll fix I'm sorry, it in post. no disrespect. Okay, I'll thank you. I'll fix it in post. The Haida call them Sagana Zaidage, the Sounds killer perfect. whale people. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, the Haida call them Sagana Zaidage, the killer whale people. And believed they lived in houses under the sea with drowned humans. Holy the, shit. That's so true, though. The Nartek. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Confirmed. Confirmed. This book is fact. The. The Kwakwaka Waku believed orcas ruled under the sea with sea lion slaves and dolphin warriors. <sighs> I feel A little classist, but also very cool. I don't, I, you know what, like, sea lions are below orcas, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, based on food. <laughs> Nate is below me class-wise because he's smaller than me, but... Listen, I just float above in the air. I don't need to deal with you. <laughs> Jordans. <laughs> God damn it, air. Cows are more closely related to orcas than cows are to horses. That makes sense because they're spotted. You know, they have the color. <laughs> That's the, it, yeah. Like, and the, the horse blowholes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Shamu... Obvious. Yep. Ooh, damn. Yeah. The yeah. That was a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Slam dunk. Nike stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's that's all the facts. Um, just... We should also mention that killer whales kill for fun. They kill for fun? That is a that is not a joke. Killer whales kill for fun. I mean, but like what animal doesn't though? You know, it's... well, I mean all o- the... only only the intelligent animals kill for fun. <laughs> uh <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, the important thing here, though, is, and this is a legitimate question that we're going to have an answer to here soon. Can seven uh, up-and-coming orcas take on one alien spaceship? The answer? Kind of. <laughs> Maybe if every time they died, they actually didn't die and got to respawn. Yeah. I mean, th- that's kind of true. <laughs> I think, like, Yeah. So mm-hmm. this book has an absolutely insane action scene i think my favorite like actual like action fight scene in a while um so we start out with uh, the gang catches up with jake and they're all yep. orcas and um two other like friendly orcas are yeah just, just like, hey. a couple of nice orcas like hey <laughs> our friends are over there fighting let's go help them out then <laughs> is they canadian uh, yeah i don't know why i did that 
Hey, who's who? Who there is that big new whale then? Eh? <laughs> oh, oh who's this bunch of Hoosiers? <laughs> and uh, they're they're probably thinking they're going after a sea lion or something. But <laughs> yeah. it turns out, <laughs> oh, there's probably a nice little thing over there for us to kill that would be fun. So we should talk about how when Jake turns into an orca, he feels the intelligent orca mind watching him, which has never happened in Animorphs before. Probably never happens again. Who cares? No, it happens. Uh, like every time they they pick like an intelligent species, well, they they. I just you know, mean that the way this one is presented, it seems like the mind knows that Jake is there, which is new. Well, whales are kind of special in the Animorphs universe because of <laughs> they the, are gratitude of the great ones, mm-hmm, the great um, ones. So you and know, this is just a little great one, just a little great one. So you know that's why the it's presence is one. there. You know, yeah. Um. So yeah, sorry, I got the count wrong. There's actually nine orcas. Um, so, th- or, wait, no, sorry, there's eight orcas, currently eight orcas, and, uh, Jake lets out the charge. Perfect time for a surprise attack, Rachel said. We're like serious tonnage of a battering ram here, and they're probably feeling pretty cocky. Um, more tonnage on the way, look who joined us, Tobias said. Two orcas, not in human, human morph, the real thing. And later in chapter six, Zero! Drake on beam. A horrible shrieking, an inhuman scream of pain, silenced too abruptly. I fired clicks. Weird, impossible picture. Not six or- orcas. Not eight. Nine. Nine? What? Oh my god. Oh my god. One of the orcas had been split lengthwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Three hot dogs and orca. Just like got some hot dog styles right in the middle. Just... What a vivid description for eight-year-olds to read. I mean, it, you know, like when I think of something like that, I think of like um, the Resident Evil movie with the guy with the lasers. He just gets kind of like uh-huh. you know, yeah. chunked. Happened to that orca. Yeah. It Bad also news. happened to all the kids in the Goonies. Never, I've never seen the they Goonies. They got chunked because there's a character named Chunk. I've never seen hey. the Goonies. I'm just trying to appeal to the audience. This is that age. I don't appreciate humor. Well, you know who does appreciate humor? Uh, our sponsor, the Nike Air Max 95. <laughs> All right. So, tell me about the Nike Air Max 95. So, inspired by Japan's high-speed bullet trains, the Nike Air Max 95 shook up the running world with its innovative full-length Nike Air unit featured on the midsole that takes comfort to a whole new level. I don't want to read any more of this. I'm still going to do the Nike stuff. Jake, you've been hit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, impossible. I haven't felt it. Another billowing red cloud surrounded me. Then I felt pain. I clicked and saw a piece of my whale body, my body spiraling down. The top three feet of my dorsal fin shaved off. Mm. That's the click. That's the click. Yeah, Yeah, that's some good clicking. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you are losing too much blood. You must swim out of range and another foot long slice of me was gone. (laughs) So like these idiot teens, these dumb kids, like... They're fighting a spaceship as whales with a giant, like, you know, ship laser. And they're just getting carved to pieces. So uh, they, the kids, can do something that the sea blade cannot. What's that? Respawn, like Melissa said. Yeah, time to, you know, um, respawn. You got to wait 10 seconds and then you can jump back in. Yep. And we get mm-hmm. a nice, we get a nice romantic moment between Jake and Cassie here. Because Jake is dying. His brain is dying. Mm-hmm. They're telling him to demorph. So she's like... Just slowly start to demorph. Imagine your lungs as whale lungs, but start morphing your lower half. 
all guide you up to the surface. This is how you do it. This is how it's done. Oh, man. You should take a suck of my blowhole right now. What? This this is what happens. I mean, like, Jake, well, though, explain why <laughs> why our our young uh, hero Jake is sucking blowhole. Because they're teens, and teens get horny, and sometimes all you can do because God is watching is suck blowhole. I mean, whomst among us has whomst among us agreed? Listen, we've, we've I, all sucked some hole so far. But like, Jake is losing air; he's dying. Yeah, Cassie says, "Suck on my blowhole. I'll give you air." And it's disgusting. No, I mean, like, he says this. I woke up from a gray dream, sprawled on my back of a killer whale, breathing air from its blowhole. Carefully, weakly suckling from a small mouthful of, uh, a small mouthful of air at a time. But this was no dream. This was my nightmare-like reality. <laughs> we so, breached. So good. Wait, you've, uh, I mean, like... It doesn't sound great to suckle a small amount of air at a time. That sounds bad. Yeah, Melissa, what's your experience with suckling holes? I mean, you don't, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> that's, that's not as. Uh, I don't. I don't think Nike would appreciate this content. I feel like it's bad for the brand. Well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> As air, I feel like I really need to defend. This is, this is not like a thing. It's not like a Cassie Jake moment. This Jake needs to live, and he needs air to live. He needs me that's, to live. That's some good vertical integration. You need Nike airs to live. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and and so he's just like sitting there, passed out. He's you know, it's like had a bad time, and Cassie's like, "All right, I'm gonna go back into the fight. You stay here. You recover." Mm-hmm. Jake's not having it. He needs to get back into the fight. Uh, I wrote my notes. Um, get back into the whale, Shinji. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like he needs to, he needs to get back in the fight. And even though his brain is screaming, uh, he he can't allow himself just uh, not not participate. Yeah, he goes for it. They all go for it, and they start pounding on the sea blade with their orca heads. Yeah, well, I, like as he's swimming down to the fight, like all he hears is just like cries and you know um, sporadic like commands and yellings and mm-hmm. like I've been hit. Um, of course, Marco gets horribly mangled as he does. Yeah, it's um, Marco. Quote from Marco. <laughs> ah, ah, Marco screamed. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Classic Marco. Classic Marco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, ultimately, Jake realized he kind of messed up with this plan. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knew that, okay, going after the ship is a mistake. They can't run away because they will just be pursued <laughs> by this uh, sea blade. Because uh, it's the sea blade, you know, mm-hmm. you can't run away from a sea blade. Uh, so the only thing they can do is coordinate a ramming effort against its uh, rudder, I guess. Yeah, its engines. Um, the back part of the boat, I think, is called. Yeah, so they rammed the, the butt, back part. I think is what sailors butt, call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they rammed the poop deck, and um, you know, like uh, it, it, uh, it works. It breaks something in the blade in the blade star blade. The sea blade, sea blade, uh, and it, it starts spiraling down to the bottom of the ocean. They won. They won. End it's, of book. It's over now. It's great. We just, they get time to hang out on the beach and have popsicles. <laughs> Which um, would be fun right now. That'd be super fun, but alas, no. No. They went down to check the wreckage to make sure that mm-hmm. it did blow up. And uh, As was, you do. if Listeners, if you're going to commit murder, make sure you did the murder all the way. Yeah. Like I mean, If you're going to wreck a car, sink a boat, make sure you got it all. Right, yeah. Melissa, would you agree? Yeah, it's called quality control. See? She knows. Yeah, I know. it's something that Nike appreciates as well as quality control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> As part of a species that kills for fun, I can say, yes, you got to make sure you kill them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the only way. It's the only way. But alas, little men are coming about. Yeah, they have crashed the sea blade at the entrance to a small cave with some odd bioluminescent light coming from it. And some sea man like creatures, sea man, seamen, uh, keep, they swim out of this hole. A couple of Leonard Nimoy's out there. That's for my sea man fans out there. Continue. Uh, so they, <laughs> they tie some. Somebody got that joke and they're loving it. <laughs> you may find yourself running out of food for sea man later. Wasn't me. Uh, so they tie some ropes around the sea blade and they attach some pulleys and levers and hooks. Yeah. And they pull the sea blade into this cave. What could this be? Like, it's not dudes. It's not like a bunch of dudes <laughs> at the bottom of the sea. Uh, like Lirans, right? It's probably Lirans. It's something. No, they Lirans look like frog octopus people. These are just dudes underwater. Underwater dudes. What's just, up? Just some dudes underwater. All right. Well, they they're badly hurt, so they need to go back up and fix themselves and take you know. They they make some- a they make a quick little plan. They swim up and they said. We need to follow them. We got to finish these fuckers off. Let's they're all tired. They're all like, you know, freshly carved up and yeah. exhausted. J- Jake even says, I hate that I am making my friends morph for like the eighth time in 20 minutes, but we have to see this through. Let's be hammerhead sharks. Jake's Which- decision making in this book is really interesting to me because you can see him entering his sort of like, uh, dad era with his like Tom Clancy books and he's like trying to make uh, yeah. it, it. you really get a sense that he's been watching like World War II documentaries mm-hmm. on the History Channel and stuff yeah. and Absolutely. so he's, he's he knows like, the names of famous generals it's been established <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he knows, loves Saddam Hussein <laughs> <laughs> Just he loves, loves generals him. he loves submarines and like he knows that some people in his crew are like not feeling 100%, but that doesn't really influence his decision making at all. Like he knows he should be aware of it, but it doesn't factor into his decision. Like it's really. Let's do a Marvel. Like what if here, like what if he like, because he has two options, go after the ship or go go to land, take a breath, maybe wait, you know, at least like a couple hours Mm -hmm. and recover and then go after it. Mm hmm. That's the right move, right? We as adults, we would make that move. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, but we're smart. We have powerful brains. Well, uh, Jake's not working with the greatest like stuff. He doesn't have great stuff going for him. Well, like in this book, Jake is always talking about like overcoming fear, mm-hmm. right? Like you know, fear you know is something that he does not want to be controlled. But this yep. decision was actually made by fear. He was afraid because he was afraid that something would come back. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and so which is why you always kill your victim. Well, like that's the thing. That's he's, what he's trying to do. He's trying to like go after always kill your victim. But like really, no. Nah, like you're fine. They're hurt. You can go take a breather and then go back into the weird underwater cave. Not our Jake. Not our Jake. But I mean, at least he's making decisions. Jake usually just pauses in inaction and lets the decision come to him. So this is I don't know growth change. Something. It's 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 I like the dad phase. This is the Jake's dad phase. Yeah, it's his dad era. We love a daddy Jake, don't we? So we we go down uh to the <laughs> No we don't <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just gotta you just 
follow orders when you don't have you know a better idea. Nobody has a better idea. Let's just go after this dumb sea sea star. Let's do it. Um, Which is what they do. They turn into hammerhead sharks and start swimming through poop. What? So is it poop? So, is it poop? So Nate didn't pick up on this. I read this and I, it was disgusting. Let me turn to it. We're here in chapter nine. I'm going to go to page fifty six. Because the sea blade, as it's being pulled into the cave and falling, is leaking a strange colored material that they have to swim through, that they can taste when they're swimming through. And then then Axe says, well, it's probably not fuel. This is not a human submarine. It is very unlikely to be powered by the incomplete combustion of the liquid remnant of decayed vegetation. That smell taste is most likely coolant or possibly the waste from the onboard sanitary facilities. They got the sea blade is ship powered, and I love that about it. I, oh, I don't think it's ship powered. I think they they like w- were leaking shit because <laughs> they you know they... Mister Three shits a lot. <laughs> we <laughs> do love an boy. alien toilet yeah. in in animorphs. <laughs> and like you know, like hey, uh, you got to just an often. I love that a whale just got hot dogged in half, and they are not above making a "we're swimming in shit" joke. <laughs> well, Axe was making a joke. He was just like analyzing. But it's it's a joke for us. And thank you, Erica Babone, for adding the shit joke. Thank you, Erica Babone, and your your ghostwritten wonder. Erica Babone, we got a some Nike Cortezes coming your way. <laughs> hit that, hit the a- DMs for the address. <laughs> I'll get you a pair. Yeah? Yeah. Congrats, Erica Babone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking Bone the Cat. No, it's Erica Babone, the ghostwriter. Okay. Best ghostwritten book. Best I think book. if she if she accepts the shoes, though, she's obligated to change her name to Nike Erica Babone. <laughs> Here's what I think. We've learned in this chapter here, chapter ten. We learn a new fact about our girl Rachel. What's that? And like, I feel like I feel closer to Rachel uh, to Rachel now than ever because she has bad teeth. <laughs> Confirmed bad teeth, Rachel. Rachel, how would you know what it feels like to bite down on tinfoil? I've always assumed you had perfect hygiene. Never mind, she snapped. What do we do now? Wow. She's got fillings. She's chock full of fillings. How embarrassing for her. How embarrassing for Rachel. Fillings wow. are fine. How embarrassing. This is just fodder to let kids make fun of other kids with bad teeth, and we don't like that. How teeth, embarrassing. Teeth are a symbol of class, and they need to not be treated like that. I mean, everyone in Oregon has bad teeth, so it's fine. Well, yeah, we don't fluoridate anything. That's right. Us in the UK. England of the Northwest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) England. God. Rachel fits right at home in the book of British smiles. Oh, Jesus. So they swim through this hole. Yeah. So they get underwater cave. They swim Mm -hmm. through the hole. And here we see the real book. We're hitting real book now. This is some real (laughs) shit. They swim down a tunnel. The real Animorphs starts here. And they surface. They're like, oh, we're surfacing underwater. Things are strangely lit up and bioluminescent. Yeah. Huh, okay. This fantastical underwater cave. And in this cave, we see ships. An 18th century ship. We see uh, um, all sorts of, yeah, uh, something that uh, Jake says could be from the War of 1812. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a weird fact to have in the back of your head, Jake, but okay, you've been watching World the History Channel. documentaries, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Fucking nerd. You know what I was doing in his age? Watching the History Channel. Playing Jet Moto because it was the one game for PlayStation 1 I had. All right. 
I was playing the uh, Pizza Hut demo disc. It was very good. It had Tony Hawk on it. It did. Had the best song on it too. Superman. Mm. Um, just a couple of Marcos. Just a couple of Marcos. God damn it! Hanging out here. Marcos also tied with Cassie for my favorite, so that's a compliment. Oh, I mean, honestly, we made the be- better choice than watching the History Channel, learning oh. about fucking boats. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want to know about boats. Uh, Tyler, what is a Lee? They mentioned uh, a Lee in here. Uh, uh, somebody uh, walks civ- under a Lee. A Civil War general this bad? Uh, no, it is it is uh, the front part of a mast and the, the front part of a ship. Oh. Um, a Lee. Are I may have gotten that wrong. Actually, I just made that up. I have no are idea. Those like, <laughs> are those like the fronts on an, a Nike Air Max? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. They, they give you, it, it makes it more aerodynamic. Oh, good. Um, Love them. And all over these ships, because they morph into birds and are flying because they have room to fly. It's a giant cavern full of like every ship you can find. Uh, Tobias says, look, there's a Spanish galleon. (laughs) (laughs) Tobias, our boat-loving boy. Everybody's watching the History Channel right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, yeah, Marco, Marco is freaked out. Marco doesn't like the underwater cave full of boats. And when they take a closer look at one of these boats, um, they see stuffed people. They see per- pe- perfectly they- preserved dead bodies. Well, they, they they thought that they don't know they're dead yet. Well, like that's true. they landed on one of these ships, and they're like, "I think I see dudes in there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is the maybe this is the guys that uh, stole our, our uh, sea blade." Right. So uh, you know they're kind of like Scooby Dooing away their way across like this uh, Japanese. Um, Yamato class airline, uh, air, air, uh, airship carrier, airship carrier. Uh, and they, 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 uh, walk single file up to this door and kind of start listening in. They send Axe in first because, because Axe always goes first in a Jake book. Yeah. He's our point and, man. And Jake's even like, I kind of feel bad about this, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Let's, let's put our least, least loved friend up first and we'll, <laughs> It's, I mean, it's othering acts. It's like, let's put the alien up front because if he dies, we just lost an alien. Or, or he, he's the he's one the that, most deadly, competent fighter. Yeah. I, he, he has a knife on his butt. Like, I feel like that's pretty, that's pretty important. Yeah. If you have friends with knives on their butts, make them go first. And that, that's when they discover that they're not, in fact, real dudes, but um, weird, weird stuffed dudes. Stuffed dudes sewn into the chairs. They're real. They're just real dead. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Real, real dead. And so might I ask something, Melissa, about <laughs> your lovely cat, Hamburger? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and now Hamburger looks like a healthy cat many years a- ahead of her. Um, but when the day comes for Hamburger, uh, would you stuff your cat? I would not. You would I, not? Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask why not, yes. but I feel like that is obvious. <laughs> So this question, or not this question, this bit of the book, Stuffed People, had me thinking about this all week. So at work, I started asking my coworkers, if you died and were stuffed and perfectly preserved forever, mm-hmm. where would you want to be? So I'm going to pose that to you too, mm. knowing that I will go first so that you have some time to think about it, because I have spent all fucking week thinking about this. Are you ready for this? Yes. So I want to be stuffed while wearing the uh, stop it what well, i didn't laugh air shut the fuck up this is jordan's time <laughs> that's what i do air is whimsical so i want to be put in Belle's dress from beauty and the beast 
with my titties out above the entryway to Disneyland. That's where I'd like to go. That's so magical. This, yeah. In this wish fulfilled scenario, like you could be placed anywhere. Yeah, I mean, and they couldn't stop you. <laughs> they can't stop you, and you are untouchable. Like you could put yourself at a toll booth on the freeway, completely naked. They would put the money in your butt, though, because that's where that would go. Yeah. I would like to be on the moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just sitting up there. Blank expression on your dead face. No, fully clothed, looking normal, with a gun pointed down. <laughs> and I want, I want nobody to know about it. This is not going to be announced until somebody discovers it. <laughs> and like, this guy with a telescope is going to see me pointed at the gun. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, Jesus. Melissa, your turn. Oh, my God. Those are great answers. I just... uh. Could I be spring-loaded wherever I am? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you can have <laughs> Please any, be spring-loaded. You can have any mechanism you want. <laughs> okay. I Okay, so my first thought was, like, if I was in, like, a like a coffin store and people wanted to test <laughs> and I could be spring-loaded and, like, pop out as a quirky little goof. Would um, you say anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be dead. I don't know if I could. You could well, give me, like, not, a little, you, uh, but... little speech bubble. <laughs> Attached to my... Or they could put, like, a voice box and a doll in your back. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. thinking. Uh, maybe, like, a... Blah, like, a, like a vampire <laughs> noise. Um, <laughs> it's like a... Blah. <laughs> yeah. We want to store your dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, there's there's a cool Just bar... <laughs> where there's, there's, like, this bar where I live that I haven't been to in, like, two years because of the plague. And, like, they... They have a bunch of old, like, Soviet-style clothing that you can put on at the door, and they have a giant stuffed bear, and maybe I could be next to the bear, and they could, like, dress me up for different holidays. If if you want to live forever, being stuffed at a bar, I feel like everyone's going to tell your story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a great answer. Tyler's will be just like, don't don't look at the thing. Yeah, don't (laughs) don't look at the hairy, mostly naked man in Belle's dress. No, being stuffed and placed in a bar, like the legends around you will be amazing. Yeah, and everyone could take a picture with me. I'd I'd have, you know, it it would be nice. I feel like there would be a lot of camaraderie where everybody knows your name, et cetera, (laughs) and so forth. Great answer. Everyone's going to have a picture of you, like uh, them, like picking your nose, you know, or. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, have your hand out. It's like you're squeezing their butt. Yeah, it's good stuff. (laughs) All these Uh. wacky adventures I get into. And these sailors, uh, you know, like they they could be living that dream, but they're not. Uh, No, hold on, wait. I bet you that in the city we'll encounter. There's at least one stuffed dude in one of the the sea bars. Maybe. Let let's find out. Let's get there. Let's go there. Um. So like our gang. (laughs) Is Scooby doing their way out of this yeah. haunted ghost ship? They Jake says, well, we need to keep walking around unmorphed just in case Visser 3 sees us. We don't want him to know that we're just some teenagers. Under the sea in the giant sea cave. <sighs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The only non-blue creatures with normal-sized <laughs> eyes. Yes. Hang on, we it. should mention that they saw a seagull with giant basketball-sized eyes. Which is normal. Normal. Just landed, looked at them, flew away. How often have you seen a uh, giant single uh, seagull in an underwater cave? Never, I bet. Couldn't, couldn't be me. Couldn't be you. Couldn't be me. 
Um, I feel like they're like Chekhov's giant eyes, though, because <laughs> <laughs> like whenever whenever there are eyes mentioned, you know that Tobias is going to like grab them. And I feel like they're much larger targets in this book. Oh, so. he he we will get to him getting mm-hmm. some eyes because he does. And yeah, so they're walking around they're they're seeing more naval ships just destroyed everything from every era just from every nationality just like a big pile yeah soviet submarine they get sucked through a hole yeah like there's this weird like sucky hole what is that thing (laughs) well nate when a man loves another man or a woman okay or anybody can love anybody all right you do you do a little sucky hole Okay. But what is this sucky hole? This sucky hole takes them to the Nartex underground city. That was beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Look over there. You can see... uh, The slums. Oh, wow. Look at the slums. Look over there. The hospital. Oh, wow. Look at this thing in the middle. What's this? Oh, it's a giant naval cannon (laughs) full of guns. Is that that a man in a dress with his tits out suspended (laughs) above the city? We don't look at that. (laughs) Nobody looks at that. It's been here for decades and no one has looked at it. (laughs) We don't look at that. Uh, no, th- this tower is rad. The, like, here, I want to see the description. Where yeah, is that? Where's I that have it right here. Yeah. Let's so see they notice some blue-skinned people, and they have gills, but they notice this with the city. It took me a minute to focus, to see the difference differences between this place and the hideous ship museum we just left. It was a city, sort of. A series of interlocked buildings, like one of those ancient Indian cliff dwellings made of adobe. Only this city was made from various parts of ships and boats. Massive prows jutted out, tankers, battleships, passenger ships, sailboats. Lifeboats were hoisted up the sides of ships to become terraces. Ships' propellers turned slowly, drawing air into monstrous steel fortresses. The entire back half of an oil tanker had been planted vertically so that the ship appeared to have sunk bow downward in the ground. There were gun barrels welded together to form pipes leading from the bizarre water tower into the city. Several dozen World War One and Two vintage submarines were stacked three high. The conning towers and sterns had been sliced off and now revealed only oversized doorways. Maybe they were some sort of storage, a warehouse made from dead subs. From the center of the city rose a fantastic tower. It was a visual trip through the history of technology. At its base, was con- at its base it was constructed of massive iron cannon, welded and bolted upright, deck upon deck, rising perhaps 30 feet. All of it was covered in a hammered gold and silver, a billion-dollar skin. After that, after that, the building materials began to change. Heavy iron plate, smokestacks, massive guns, steel pipe, another 20 or 30 feet, and then lighter construction, aluminum, sheathing, wire, computer consoles, the tubes of burned-out missiles. The city hummed with the sound of engines. Dim lights burned here and there, and the air sm- smelled of oil and smog. So yeah, this is an underwater city of um, garbage. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the underwater city of Chicago. Hey. Hold on, I'll do one for the underwater city of Croydon. Are, are, we do, are we gonna like do separate episodes for each? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so like uh, that's when they really start to focus in on these people that are walking around. Yeah. These, uh, uh, Marco makes the joke that they found Atlant- Atlantis, and they're like, oh, this is kind of skanky for Atlantis, huh? Yeah, and it, what's funny is that Rachel is the first to kind of describe them. 
right? Their skin is blue. Uh, not like we haven't seen that before. Uh, kind of cool, actually. Uh, but I do have to give a thumbs down for the oily look. This is Rachel's hot or not corner. Um, <laughs> and Cassie mentions like, oh, look, they're gilled and they're webbed. And uh, they have the, those big goofy eyes like the seagull. Remember that? Yeah, they were approximately human in size and shape. Two adults and one child wearing loose, simple garments. Kind of old-fashioned for Earth, like togas, like something the ancient Romans wore. That, combined with the blue skin and the weapons they carry around. These people are weird fuckers. Just, like, they're they're merpeople. Uh, correction, they are BGs. They are BGs. Uh, what does BG stand for? Blue gills. Ooh. Um, and also, in your elaborate city description, you mi- missed one thing. And it, this is... I think my favorite detail of this book, and it's never touched on again. Okay, and I'm going to bring it up. Um, there is a pyramid, an upside down pyramid, that is floating in midair, that is taking apart the sea blade. Just a pyramid. There's just a pyramid. There's an upside down pyramid. <laughs> so. Wait, hold on. No. <laughs> I, what's your reaction? What is your reaction to. Fu- like, I. My mind was blown. The underwater pyramid? It's, again, my mind, also blown away. They were having to guess. Aztec, Mayan, Incan, General South or Central American primitive-style pyramid? Uh, well, yeah, except there's, like, metal chimneys coming out the top. Um, and it, it's never brought up again. It's just so fucking weird. I, I love the pyramid. It's so weird. And they see, coming from the blade ship, a line of hork being taken away. Yeah, prisoners. <sighs> so, but, Melissa, when you read the description of both the um, the BGs and their underwater uh, city of um, Atlanta, uh, yeah, I was trying to think of a clever name, didn't come. No, nope. uh, their magical underwater city. What What did you think? What was your reaction when you saw this? Um, I really, it was just that song "Atlantis" by Donovan going over and over and over in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I appreciate that they're blue. I like that they're a sort of like blue man group. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, at this point, I was just kind of like, why are we here? <laughs> I, <laughs> to see the cool pyramid. I guess. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I At this point, it's sort of, there's like a very jarring switch from the first part being like, no help is coming, like war is relentless, we just have to fight and fight and fight and we're dying and we're all so tired. And then we get to Atlantis and we're not tired anymore and the city is kind of weird and yeah. it feels like two books just kind of smushed together. Right, there's, well, we, the- just, we just had our bodies torn apart, now there's a gun tower made of gold. You're forgetting the connecting thread, which is the spooky ghost ship graveyard. I feel like that really ties the two together. Yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good bridge. It yeah. is, that is, that's always the narrative glue that can just tie two right. odd stories yeah, together. Young writers out there, if you are needing to connect two disparate threads in your story, add a spooky ship graveyard. It always works. It always works. It worked here. Um, and <laughs> so this is where Marco starts getting a little bit weird, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Marco's horned up for the BGs. <laughs> Marco's into the Bee Gees. I'm ju- we're- Marco's just horned up. He is. And and so um, eventually they decide... Well, because Marco also wants to escape, too. He, yeah. he's, 
he saw this under under city uh, under uh, super under city of Atlantis, and he's like, "Cool, yeah, they we need to go." They see that the Hork Bajir have been captured. They think either Visser Three wasn't there, or he's already been captured. Let's just get the fuck out of here. So, as adults with our big brains, mm-hmm. Marco is one hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right, it's time to it's time to bone out of Atlantis. Not I good just- here, folks. As speaking as a cowardly person, I feel like Marco is right more often than most people would like to admit. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, if they left all those Hork Bajir, like, bad things are going to happen to them. If Mr. Three's in there, like, he'll probably put up a fight, but eventually they'll get him or vice versa. And either way, problem solved. Mm-hmm. Um, if they left, perfect. Great. Like, mm-hmm. there's no problem with that plan. The only thing that's hanging up Jake is like, uh, what if they get that sea blade going? Right. They might fix up that old sea blade. Hmm. And that's ultimately why they go explore the city well, more. Well, I mean, they don't even try to explore the city more. They decide they're going to leave. And they try to leave is when they get captured. I disagree. Where, where did it say this? It's where they walk back to the big old water pads. It's chapter 13. This is this is a Jake quote from another place in the book, but I feel like it applies to most places in the book. He says, I was feeling like I'd made too many decisions in the last hour or so, too many <laughs> bad ones, and yet, dot, dot, dot. I mean, all he does is make bad decisions. So yeah, mm-hmm. they try to fly away from the city. They land on water lilies. They morph back, and they immediately get captured. Yep, they, they get a uh, net thrown on them. Yeah, they get old-timey netted. Yeah, with a bunch of, like, I'm assuming they have tridents. Well, yeah, tridents, maces, uh, AR-15s, those uh, flintlock pistols that pirates had. They yeah. got it all. Like big bombs, tent. bombs yeah. in a circle with, <laughs> yeah. like, the one they, fuse coming They out. have the big circular bomb, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's One guy is like, a fork. We don't know what he's doing. <laughs> you don't want to get too close to Forky. He has confidence. Uh yeah, so they get captured by the fish people. And so, okay, Rachel is just like, all right, let's take care of the situation. Ready to go. Battle morphs, here we come. And Jake, making the decision Jake makes, says, no, <laughs> let's not fight our way out. Let's just see what happens. Too <laughs> many like, bad decisions. Yeah, and yet. They and might, yet. They might be our friends. Melissa, would you fight this out? Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would, would not taxidermy my cat. Would fight if I was caught in an old timey net with a bunch of weak fishmen. I mean, like, yeah, but they have a gun. Hey, they have that one. The guy with the one gun. He's ready. <laughs> it's, but like for me, it's just like this is a new civilization, right? They might actually be peaceful. I mean, like, yes, they have guns, but like, whatever. We're a bunch of weirdos that showed up at their 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 home. You know, I don't think it's. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily you would have to fight your way out. I think they could morph something small, get through the net, and then just, right. like, peace out. My I whole don't think thought they was, would. like, why aren't they turning into flies right now? Well, right. they can do that in any time. Like, at the you know, like, th- there were multiple opportunities later on in this book where they could have just, like, you know, zipped out of there. But I would see, I, I, I think Jake made the right choice. Let's play it oh, out. Oh, someone's coming around <clears throat> to Jake defending. No, I'm Twist. saying Jake, well, Jake thinks he made the wrong the wrong choice here later on. Uh, I disagree. I think that you 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 play it cool. Um, you know, you've been in that. They haven't killed you 
yet, so like, let's just see where this goes. I think you're just horny for fish women like Marco, so you're defending Jake. I mean, they're they're weird looking and oily. I, that's my type. Would okay, fish person of your preference? Would you? Would y'all? I mean, y- yeah, yes. To Mel- say I did, I think it's <laughs> Melissa, would you? I would, for sure, in a heartbeat. Uh, uh, what do you mean by fish person of your preference? Like, wh- whoever you're into sexually, like whatever type of person you're into sexually. Oh, would, so it's, it's not like... But like uh, as a fish. Not like yeah, a- like as one of these Nartech people. Like, would you fuck a Nartech? I would. Nartech from Nike. <laughs> they give you bounce and lift and are weirdly oily. From Nike Air to Nike C. <laughs> I you wouldn't, would you, Melissa? You wouldn't. I would wanna... not. I, I don't know if I. I don't know what the shape of water is. I don't want to find out. Yeah, that's a smart one, Marco. We know where he lies. <laughs> I mean, look, you want to fuck a weird-looking, oily thing? Just fuck someone who's Greek. That's right. We're going anti-Greek on this podcast. <laughs> hard, hard Greeks taking a <laughs> oily, hairy weirdos. <laughs> I'm going to do more anti-Greek stuff if you don't keep going, Nate. Well, the, the thing is, we know that they're not Greek. Here's why. <laughs> they, show, <laughs> they show up and one says, Ni hao. Ni That's true. They're Japanese. No, that was Chinese. That's Chinese. I don't know the it, difference between it, languages. Cassie knows. She even says, that's Chinese. Look, I Tyler, you know what ni hao means. Come on. It means good? Hello? means hello. Yes. It means hello. Excellent. I, I could read the German just fine. Uh, no, you're reading the Scandinavian. Oh, God. Where are we at? <laughs> uh, this is chapter 14. Oh, God. Hold on. God damn it. Perfect. Nailed it. You couldn't let me do the German, which I could. No, Melissa's doing the German. Okay. <laughs> the, the German line that uh, the fish people say. The bees. Guten Tag. We get es dienen? perfect was that that was great that was okay. perfect i mean it'll make germans mad but germans are always mad they're german that's okay i'll take the french since uh, <laughs> it's only fair um so marco understands a little bit of german but he's not quite there yet so one of the fish people yells buongiorno <laughs> wait bonjour <laughs> <laughs> Italian. You took, yeah, you took the French there real good. <laughs> no, there's more. And so Jake says in response, um, Bonjour, madame. Uh, parlez-vous anglais? In oh. my book, in my book, they have the un italicized also, implying that he also said that in French. <laughs> yeah, he said uh in French. <laughs> uh, but yeah, same here. I thought that was part of the French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't say un? Um... And like, yeah, the, the fish people are like, of course they speak English. Come yeah. on, it's the 21st century here, people. Like, everyone speaks English. Yeah. As uh, surface dwellers, you should know everybody yeah. speaks English. English one, you guys. Yeah. And yet you... their clothes are out of date. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Who can say who's right or wrong? Well, hmm. their clothes are like weird, like um, seaweed wraps. Yeah. Ra- like <laughs> shitty pieces of cloth, wraps, fish trinkets. Heads. Yeah. Just odd shit. Imagine like there's that Mad Max like tire pauldron though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like the wrist of... crossbow. Yeah. yeah, there's probably some cool stuff in there. And this is where we get our introduction to Queen Soko, Queen of the Nartech. Uh, are we calling her Soko? 
Melissa made a compelling argument. I'm going with her. Okay, let's go Soko. If you can do a better argument than her, it's I'd like, love to hear it. No, Soko's good. Fight me, Nate. I don't will. fight me. <laughs> Not very hard. He's a little weak baby. I just don't know how. <laughs> You're so far away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like one of these is like throwing, throwing tood. <laughs> yeah. In a day full of weird, this was one of the weirder moments. She was a blue-skinned guild woman with webbed feet and eyes the size of whoppers. She was lecturing me in flawless English. Attitude. Marco muttered. From a queen? Now there's a surprise. I am indeed the queen of the Nartek. The woman declared, rising from the throne. My name is Queen Soko, and my hearing is quite acute. Uh, my, my friend means no disrespect, Queen Soko, I said quickly, placatingly, remembering the shackled hork the cry the hork the mummified crews and passengers, the Japanese flyers sitting there in a mockery of a briefing. Good, because it is usual for visitors to our kingdom, I am assuming you are not trespassers here to do us violence, to behave with the proper decorum. Yes, Queen Soko. We are visitors from the uh, surface. We uh, uh, come in peace, I said, feeling like I was Captain Picard in some old episode of Trek. Hey, hey, Jake, how does that boot taste? <laughs> Pretty good? <laughs> but flavorful? <laughs> uh, uh, boot, uh, Queen Soko, boot. Uh. God. He's also on a last name basis with Star Trek, which is <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, he switches between Next Generation and fucking World War II documentaries. And let's be honest, <laughs> I'll I'll be brave enough to say it. Queen Soko, step on me. <laughs> I require that you be my guest this evening at a traditional Nartek feast. She went on. I want to know how you came to the land of the Nartek, and I am extremely curious as to the four-legged blue creature that seems to accompany you as a pet. Axe stiffened. The queen... The creature is quite magnificent. Axe relaxed about an inch. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love your big blue dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's like pissed off, but like, you know, okay with it. Yeah, I am kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I would uh, get, I would do that. Yeah. And, and while they're getting ready for dinner, Queen Soko lets them have a little tour. They're going to be escorted by Naka, the guardian, to go around the Nartek city and library and everything that the Nartek have to offer. Yeah, we, we, we kind of saw it mentally. Oh, it's amazing. The picture that is painted. But uh, we don't care. But Queen, Queen Soko does say, Do not attempt to escape, surface dwellers. That is not a suggestion. It is an order. Well, I'm not going to escape. There's a whole feast coming. <laughs> You I, really are speaking for Marco. I'm just saying, like, you know, don't say no to a free feast from a queen. Oh, okay, yeah. How's that boot taste, Air? No, like this You is, like that boot, This air? is free food. I'm not sucking up for it. I'm just saying give me the free food. Okay. Hey, Jordans, what does Nike offer in the way of boots? How do they taste? <laughs> Very good. You'll barely <laughs> feel them on your neck. Using our Nartec technology, we have discovered a way to squeeze out every single drop of labor from children's souls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they really have, though. Uh, Nartek does sound like Gore-Tex in a way. It's very, like, you know... <laughs> it's very techy. Like, I, honestly, if I were to start a software company right this second, I would call it Nartek. <laughs> yeah, and so they've been captured. Tobias is still free. 
Yeah. They're like, wonder where he's at. They're hearing the screams of Hork Bajir. But like let's, intermittently. Yeah. Let's chow down. Yeah. Okay. Like it's time for dinner. Yep. Plates heaped with raw fish sat before us on a table. Some of the fish were whole, eels, small sharks, octopuses, other were cut up in chunks like sushi. A few stainless steel bowls, no doubt with some fairly recent salvage, were refilled with seaweed. Each of us had a mug of green. A green mug. (laughs) Marco held up his mug for me to see. He still held a shadow of a logo emblazoned on it. Russian letters in the outline of a nuclear sub. That'll be important later. <laughs> it will. That's, that's why I want to get in there. But, you know, hey, cheers. Uh, let's drink down cheers, the slime. Cheers, uh, comrades. Okay, Melissa, you have been captured by the Nartek Queen, Soko. Okay. And at this feast, uh, everyone does a cheer. Do you drink the the green? Yeah. The green goo? Are you having the slime? What does the slime smell like? It's green. It, it, probably, it probably smells like salt. Mmm. I might try the the green. So, oh, you're gonna do like a little sip of the, the big <laughs> cheer. Yeah, I that might they do. Had. I might like sample it. I don't want to be rude. Also, like if you're traveling and you're unfamiliar with the food, like you don't want to just not eat anything. I feel like you're denying yourself an experience. You know. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Have a bite of shark. Eat a little bit of octopus. So you'll yeah. try. You'll try the green slop. You won't yeah. fuck a fish person. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm finding the line. <laughs> Actually, that makes sense. <laughs> like that's not that's not controversial. I'd I fuck mean, a fish person. I mean, yes, yeah, so would I. But like, I you know, I have garbage standards. <laughs> I, I know. would, I would fuck a fish person. Uh, you know what this this whole scene reminded me though is like, um, who's the, the Erica Babone uh-huh. just watched um, Temple of Doom, <laughs> and right now we're getting some chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. It's, I would try monkey brains too. I'll fuck me a fish and eat some monkey brain. Okay. Call it a fucking Wednesday. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd and probably that, sample some monkey brains, honestly. I've had There's, cow brains. They're pretty good. That's a good way to get pyrons. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I was trying to do? Sorry, Melissa, continue. No, 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 no. If, you, if you're traveling with people, there's a fun game called I'll Eat It If You Eat It, and then you all get to like try food that you wouldn't normally try and also fuck with your friends. Who? Isn't that what we did in Thailand? We just yeah. ate everything. And then I continued to shit my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I held it all week. Just wouldn't let it out. No, like this was in the middle of a tour too. Because remember, we, <laughs> yeah. to, we went to this one island and the public toilet there, um, uh, it was a, a, a squat toilet and uh, all there was for toilet paper was a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> so had a bad time on that trip. But um, I we- advise you if you're going to Asia... And you don't know about those toilets? Hold it for a week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Until you destroy the last toilet in China, <laughs> fly away. <laughs> That's the Tyler way to travel through Asia. Uh, it could be worse, though. You could be stuffed alive like our poor Horkbisher. <laughs> yes. Like during this entire dinner, they're just hearing screams, and they're trying to pretend that they're not hearing screams. <laughs> yeah, it's. Ugh. Um, and they're trying to decide what to do. Like, do we morph out of here? We can't, because then the. F- Visser 3 might be flying around and as a fly or something. Right. It's a good dinner conversation. They're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And the queen is feeling generous. And she just says, okay, you may ask me one question. That question, can I get that queen pussy? <laughs> oh, no. Well, thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Like, Axe actually gives the good hint to Jake. It's like, hey, maybe we should learn about their history a bit more. Figure out what's going oh, on. Oh, yes. We do need to. How oh, did. Fuck. How, 
how did how did this happen? How are they uh, underwater city of Atlantis? And um, yeah, so Jake asked that question. It's a good question. This is the story our people have told since the beginning. This is the sacred truth told again and again down through the ages. The sacred truth of the kings and queens of the Nautech. Many thousands of years ago, the Nartek lived on an island in the middle of the great ocean. Very slowly, suddenly, over time, the island began to sink. Each generation built higher and higher walls around the island to keep the great ocean from swallowing the people. With each passing year, the walls became higher higher, hundreds of feet tall, marvels of engineering. Still, it was inevitable that the pressure of the great ocean would cause these protective walls to wear and to bend. Closer and closer they grew until the top of each wall met the top of another and formed a ceiling to our world. Then the great ocean closed over the Nautech. The island continued to sink. Perhaps it is still sinking. Queen Sako paused and then horked down a whitefish. What is important is that the Nartek did not die. We adapted to our new underground, underwater world. Over time, we discovered alternative sources of light, like that produced by the Nana rocks that blanket our roofs and ceilings. And, of necessity, our bodies changed too at an impressively rapid rate. We became amphibious by an act of supreme will. Axe commented privately. Even without the necessary experimentation, I am fairly certain the light produced from the, quote, Narna rocks Queen Soko mentioned is radioactive. Uh, no doubt that radioactivity uh, hastened the rate of the Nortex mutation. Thus did we come to build this magnificent city. Thus did we survive and prosper. And thus did we come to be the rightful rulers of the one ocean and all lands Touching her. Whatever you say, you radioactive freak. Woo! Yeah! Nartek, eating up that slop. Loving it. So, okay. Undercity of Atlantis. <laughs> they just kept on building walls, like, to push the ocean away? Yeah. Until they, until they got, like, warped into fish people? They got louisiana Okay. They got New Orleans. They got New Orleans. And they just kept building levees. <laughs> well, maybe it's more... I would say it's more like New York, right? Because New York... Uh, had that flooding happen recently. Mm-hmm. They were swimming in it. They were they were swimming in that uh, waste, not radioactive waste. Well, probably radioactive waste. Mm-hmm. But they were maybe swimming in that waste. Maybe it was just coolant. <laughs> Could have just been cool. They were swimming in that coolant, and uh, maybe New York in a couple of years will actually sink underneath the water, and we'll have ourselves an, uh, another Atlantis. Yeah, and those, the new New York. And we already have freaking mutants in New York. You seen them? Yeah, those freaking rats. That pizza rat? Ugh, not good. Don't like it. Wait, you don't like pizza rat? No. <laughs> I love pizza rat, rat. Rats shouldn't do that. Well, neither, seagulls shouldn't have giant eyes, but you do what you need to do to survive. And sometimes that is looking straight into a radioactive uranium <laughs> yeah, rock. Sometimes it's sucking on radioactive sky rocks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just go in there and cure yourself up until you're a weird fish person. So these are our Nartek. This is their story. <laughs> <laughs> these are their stories. Talk, talk. <laughs> rock, rock. 
I love I love the fish people. I love their story. I love that they like this has been happening for like thousands of years. Thousands, you think? That's what she said. Many thousands of years. So okay, it's so. Here's what I love about this book, and what I appreciate off the, off the coast of California. This happens. <laughs> yes. This, <laughs> uh, so, a lot of Atlantis stories and books and comics, they're like these regal, advanced societies with caste systems where they're wearing ornate clothes. Yeah, the Little Mermaid, right? Yeah, they look like humans, but they're slightly just underwater fish people. Yeah. These are mutated freaks <laughs> yep. who were too xenophobic and built walls to stop the ocean and other people getting in. Th- this is um, the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. <laughs> that's right. And that, that, it that was girl, the Nartek. She uh, drowned. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. this, Queen Soko. That, that, that no, was her. Like, I think this is a great original take on the Atlantis myth without calling it Atlantis, and I fucking love it. It's original, it's sci-fi, it's weird, it has nothing to do with the rest of the story. It just fucking is cool and funny and stupid, and I love it. Now you guys go. Well, I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I think that this has the makings of like a Stephen King novel. Um, Really, because... Well, okay, not Stephen King. We already have a Fish People story. Written by a guy in New England. Who? I'm trying to... My name... What's the name of the guy? Oh, H. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft? Damn yeah. it. Like, I don't know why his brain... Like, <laughs> his name left my brain. Okay. I'm going to cut this out and pretend I knew it the entire time. It's <laughs> Famously <laughs> Northeastern H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft, the name I knew. Uh, hey, what was his cat's name? <laughs> <laughs> we don't mention his cat's name. Um, Melissa, like, don't look up Lovecraft's cat's name. This is good advice for everybody. No, don't. Don't look it up. Especially not live. It's very bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I'm doing it. Hang on. Everyone out there, you should should look it up. Please don't say it. But don't say it. You should not say the name. You can look it up. Oh, the second search is H.P. Lovecraft cat name. Oh. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, you you shouldn't look that up. Look. You can love Lovecraftian horror and think he's a good writer. Not a great cat namer. Uh, you know, and but like that, that I feel like the Nartek, they're they're pretty Lovecrafting, right? Like that's kind of the deal. I don't know about Lovecraft. No, they definitely feel more sci-fi. Okay. Like cuz they're radioactive freaks underwater with fucking naval guns. That's true. I yeah, you're right. There is no old god here. This is the- this is them wanting to do an Atlantis style twist where it's just like freaks underwater who want to fuck you to death, maybe. Not quite. Which we'll get to. We'll get to that. Um and, and now we finally get our wonderful tour of this wonderful city of the underwater city of Nartekia. What's the name just of the Nartek. city? Is it just Nartek? Yeah, it's it's They're the Nartek and they live in Nartek? Yeah. That kind of sucks. <laughs> Efficient. Welcome to the city of human. <laughs> I mean, if we were, yeah, it should just be the city of human. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I would live there. Um, so our, our good friend, um, Narak. Naka. Naka. Our good, our good friend Naka takes us on a tour and uh, points out the slums. We don't go to the slums. And like You don't have to say it, Naka. We yeah. get that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we don't go to the slums in our world either, huh? Pores. Woo. Uh, but hey, check out this weird shopping district where we sell our, our goods of like seaweed and yeah. things we found. Seagull eyes, you know, normal things. Yeah. And that's when they get they tour a library and Axe figures out their history. 
What, that wasn't their history before? No, he figures out what they're doing. He looks through the historical records and sees that the Nartek have been inbreeding and their population is dying and it's dying rapidly. Well, no, they just have other Nartek come in from different towns. There's no, nope, there's no other Nartek. Axe puts it together. He's like, oh, these people are dying. There's probably not much left, you know, and when, then no, because like like in royal families, when they inbreed and when they keep their bloodline pure, all those people are strong, right? Like they yeah. live a long time. You look at Prince Philip. There's a strong dude. It's a strong dude with a a pure bloodline. <laughs> He's the civilization is nearly dead, and they're like, oh fuck, this sucks. Well, I guess it's not that bad then. Oh well, let's continue the tour. Well, like they didn't have much of a choice. Like, they, you yeah, know, like, Naka Naka's has, on it. Naka has guns. He's like. Dual wielding two AK 47s is like, come on, this is fun, isn't it? Meanwhile, they're being strafed by other gun wielding Nartak. Yeah, they're just being followed. They're just like, oh, I guess we don't have a choice. To which they are like, maybe we should escape. Maybe escape might be good. Yeah. Let's just wait another second. Let's cross this bridge where we have no way to escape, suspended over water. Yeah, fishman attack. Ah, fish, I guess you. Fishman attack. Ah, from underwater. Classic Friday the Thirteenth maneuver. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> it was Jason under there all along. Yep. <laughs> Jason's a fish man. He lives in Crystal Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you think those movies are about? I've seen one, <laughs> the one where he went to space. <laughs> so I can only imagine that he he is a fish man, right? He's yeah, okay. Jason Voorhees, fish man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Face like that, of course, he's a fish man. That's eyes on the side of his head. Hides the gills underneath his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the original most... title was Fish Day the 13th, because there were 13 <laughs> fish men. That's right. Just like there were eight orcas, and then nine for some reason. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, they get captured, and Jake wakes up strapped to a steel table. That's not concerning. <laughs> no. I've had it happen. It's fine. And the thing we know about these fish people is they need DNA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So they realized that the DNA was being harvested. Yeah. Axe figured that out. Then Marco says, wait, do you think they're... I mean, I thought one of these bluegill girls was pretty hot. And Rachel says, yeah, Marco, if that's how they're doing it, you might finally have a girlfriend. So this kid's Burn. book floats the idea that... People are getting fucked to death. Here's the thing, though. Cassie uh, even says they might want to breed. Yeah, she says they might want to breed. As a junior high kid, you're thinking it. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking it. This book, it's not subtext. This is text. Animorphs, no, yeah. does, Animorphs does not talk down to children. No. That's the one thing this book does really, this book series does really, really well is kids know shit <laughs> and if you're talking about a inbreed uh, inbred species of fish people that need dna you're gonna have to address what that means right. you can't just say that <laughs> and move on because the kids will make a worse picture yes and the what the scientists are really doing are your organs and tissues will be processed to extract the follicular molecule molecules that will control hereditary uh, and later employees to augment the uh, There are easier of- ways to get new DNA, you idiot, Marco yells. <laughs> He's pretty much begging for the fishmen to suck his dick off. 
It's like, I will give you DNA. I'll just give it to you. You don't have to rip my guts out. No, we got this blender. It's much safer. <laughs> so the plan that these fishmen have, they have all these kids strapped to the table, except for Axe. They can't really see Axe. They're yeah. just petting him, whatever. They're going to inject them full of the ablata weed. Ablata weed? A blazing weed, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they're going to blaze it up with some weed, which is going to make them not care. And it's like, they'll still feel everything, but they won't be able to fight it. They'll just be more agreeable. Okay. Huh. So um, they, they, they get Jake. They Jake, get, gets, Jake gets a, a nice dab of that ablato weed. Yeah. Uh, and he gets ablato weed. And Rachel's like, can we kill them? And Jake wants to say yeah. The answer was yes, but I couldn't say it. Couldn't say it because something had happened to my mouth. My lips were rubber. My face was frozen. My hands were tingling. The injection. I couldn't move. Couldn't. But it didn't really matter. What was I getting so tense about? No need to get all worked up. Jake, I... Rachel said, uh, then slowly from far away. uh, Never mind. I knew what was happening. I knew we were being drugged. Yeah, we, we... But they're not. They're not drugged? Well, they're getting drugged. It was just oregano? They see... <laughs> they see behind the Nartec doctor, somewhat another Nartec approaching with a mace. A new <laughs> okay. Nartec carrying a mace. An ancient medieval club like Sir Fishalot. Ha <laughs> what? He looked at me. Then he slammed the butt of the mace into, the, into Naka's ribs. Naka went down, sinking with magical slowness past my face. Uh, Jake so, is high as fuck. And is watching Tobias wreck this fish guy. <laughs> it's like, cool. Like, what kind of mace were you picturing? Oh, the, like, spike ball. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You it's know. the spike ball. It's not like the... The best medieval weapon. <laughs> Agreed. Well, Morningstar, because that spike ball in a chain. Well, okay. You gotta watch it's, out. It's a type of spike ball. <laughs> Look, are we getting into spike ball facts now well no i think we both spike agree ball facts. spike ball facts <laughs> spike ball facts the spike ball was invented by some guy high as by balls. a spike ball <laughs> no this isn't the buffy podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what buffy wants more than anything to spike ball Ooh. was he a good guy he raped her that's probably a no then I, I haven't seen Buffy, but what I gather from Spike... Like, there are two really hard wa- hard to watch scenes in Buffy. That's one of them, and then the whole Joyce stuff. Does Xander ever hit somebody with a mace? No. No, I think bad, there bad is... Bad show. It's a bad show. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> no, Buffy's a good show. Is there, is there even a mace? Yeah. I think there is a mace, yeah. Yeah, I think Giles has got one in the library. Okay. Yeah, he has a whole like cache of weapons in his high school library for reasons... Including, <laughs> including uh, uh, best weapon, spiky ball mace. Spiky yeah. ball mace. Spiky ball mace. Okay, all right, all right. it's a good show, uh, and that's why Tobias <laughs> is a good boy, the best boy, because he picks the best weapon. He does, and he wrecks these Nartex shit. Yeah, there's like three dudes in this room, and he just like totally like plows into them, knocks them out, uh, unties the crew, uh, and they're like, "Great, um, where's Axe?" Uh, then they they kind of search around the room. They they can't find Axe until they see that there's a freezer. <laughs> yeah. They open up the freezer, and out comes a very pissed off Axe. <laughs> Cold, pissed off Andalite. <laughs> I'm picturing like the uh, Fifth Element, where they put uh, Lilu Dallas into the, uh, <laughs> the, the the shower machine. <laughs> auto wash, yes, auto wash in the shower. Something like that. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Um. 
And so, okay, so now the crew's back together again, safe. Uh, and they're like, how do we get out of here? There's guards placed everywhere. Their guards are now pounding on the doors. What do we do? Well, it's obvious. They all turn into birds and fly out the hole in the ceiling. Oh, yeah. The easiest plan? Yes, let's yeah, do that. Let's do that one. <laughs> the easiest, best plan. Let's do that one. They do that. For once, they make the sensible, like, oh, let's just do that plan. Yeah. Fly away. Just fly out of here. Like, they're going to... How many problems could they have solved by just flying away from them? <laughs> all, that's how I solve all my problems now. Mm-hmm. Just leave mm-hmm. them. Yeah. We're not good copers here at Animorphin Time. I don't know about you, Melissa. <laughs> no, I I'm just like a bird. I only fly away. To <laughs> fly. <laughs> Jesus, both of you. I love you both so much. Air just wants to fly, man. <laughs> Jesus. Air fly, man's coming soon from Nike. <laughs> air Force Ones. Honestly, I would buy the hell out of something called an air fly, man. <laughs> Uh, okay let's get out of this so they fly away let's get out of this hospital and they're like gets the they all agree it's time to get the fuck out of here yeah except they can't nate why can't they leave well that that rule that awesome pyramid um has stopped it looks like they might have uh fixed the star uh the star blade sea blade -blade. jesus you love it i do you can't remember its name no sea blade Mm. so marco puts it together he says if they have repaired the sea blade, they can wage war on this on the land, which is what the queen wants. And also, that cup I had was from a nuclear submarine. They might have nukes. These Nartek could destroy the world. Well, I should also point out that their ceiling is made of uranium, so maybe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they could just make them. I don't know. I no, don't know. No, it's I... Narna. It's not Urania. It's Narna. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Jesus. So the dirtiest of bombs. They realize they have to blow the sea blade up. They they have to finish that job. Like we said, when you do a kill, you finish the kill. Yeah. Um. And so Jake has realized something. He's like, I've been ignoring Rachel's advice for far too long. <laughs> I think it's time we 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 lean on somebody else's plan. And uh, what's Rachel's plan? Kill them all. Uh, yeah, she's from Buenos Aires, and she says, "Kill them all." <laughs> yeah, that's... and uh, yeah, they uh, they go they go uh, they battle go, mode. They go battle mode and just start storming through the town. Do they go big mode or is it battle mode? It's battle mode. No, it's no, tiger, no. bear, yeah. wolf. They never Gor- actually say what it is because I know, was yeah we know I gorilla. was wondering whether Rachel was an elephant or not, but I, she was a bear later. But they never <laughs> ever went, say like what they I, were. I think they were just going kill mode. Yeah, and they plow their way. Picking up Nartek, ripping them in half, killing them. Surprisingly easy to kill these Nartek. Yeah, they're weak little things. Because like they figure out, like, oh, they're fish people. They don't like the land very oh, yeah. much. They're oh, not yeah. good at it. They're just little guys. <laughs> you can just kill them. <laughs> you can just knock them over. <laughs> yeah. And they, like when they're flying through, they realize, like, oh, these are just like old, frail men and children that we're kind of <laughs> yeah. running through here. This is kind of bad. Um, but they have to. But they have to. Uh, Only some of them are fit. Imagine what would have happened if they had done something when they were netted in the first place. <laughs> right. No, they wouldn't have gotten the feast. They wouldn't oh, have got to true. drink delicious green goo. Yeah. That's or get injected with weed. Remember, they were so tired earlier. I bet you that green goo gave them the vigor that they needed to wreck those children and old people. Yeah, like when Free Guy got a power up in Free Guy. I haven't seen Free Guy. I yeah, just saw that yeah, clip. Yeah, I don't That's I'm sure that's what it is, though. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, so they, they they make their way into the the sea blade. The sea yeah, blade. Yeah, they're they're fighting off Nartek. 
Rachel picks one up and uses it as a human shield because the Nartek are shooting. She's beating Nartek with other Nartek. Just Tob- Tobias rip- joins in and he's like, he's loving it because they have such big eyes. Big Chekhov's big eyes, like mm-hmm, Melissa said. Mm-hmm. They put the big eyes right on, on the the wall in the first act with the seagull. <laughs> yep. We knew. <laughs> we knew. We know our boy. We know what he wants. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. But Chekhov also wrote the seagull. Lots of Chekhov influence in right. this book. Uh, yeah, I've read classic literature too. You got I'm smart as well. <laughs> I have never read The Seagull. I know that from a 30 Rock episode. Oh, yeah, I get my history of 30 Rock too. Mm-hmm. God, Jackie Germ Jump? <laughs> <laughs> also a historical figure. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a good joke. Anytime anyone says Jackie Jorm Jump, it stops my brain completely. <laughs> Thirty Rock's a good show. You should watch oh, it. Oh, Melissa, we've been we should have been doing Thirty Rock quotes this whole time. Dude, do, do you want to start? I yeah. I just actually got back from visiting my friends in Virginia, and we just watched Thirty Rock the entire time. Oh. And I told them all about Animorphs, and I learned that in Virginia, it's really really cheap to get a vanity license plate. It's ten dollars a year. So there's like this very rich vanity license plate subculture in Virginia, where like one oh, third of all the license plates are vanity. So Hell you can yeah. get a license plate that says Animorph, but it's only eight characters, so it has to be A-N-I-M-O-R-F, which I what think a, would be no, worth you, it. What about Animorph? Yeah, end with P. <laughs> oh, no, Animorph. H. That's even better. Animorph. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. No. Everything start to finish. One of the funniest TV shows ever committed to film. If you have not seen 30 Rock, you owe it to yourself to watch it. 100%. I feel like Jack Donaghy is like one of the greatest characters of any show of oh. all time. Yeah, I, the scene where he can't act? Incredible. Yes. <laughs> this entire where he conversation. Holds a mug in each hand. Yeah. Here's, here's why 30 Rock is hey, great. Hey, Bean Town. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why 30 Rocks is a good show, because as soon as this conversation started, I had a hard time listening to it because there's a phrase that kept on echoing in my head. Was it Jackie Jump Jump? <laughs> no. It was rural juror. The rural juror. <laughs> ah, the rural um, juror. And our little rural jurors are having a bad time here in the Sea Blade because um, there's a, a tower made of guns that is pointing their guns at the Sea Blade, blasting them, just like blasting them, hammering with like cannons and like those. Uh, see, I don't know about ships. I I am not a cool teen who knows no. about World War II ships. Me neither. You're no um, Tobias. Yeah, I'm no Tobias or Jake. Uh, instead, I'm just a poor Marco. And um, <laughs> 50 caliber guns? <laughs> I mean... The big guns. The big ship guns. That the, they used to, like, The naval ships. cannons, yeah. Yeah, are, like, hammering this ship. And, like, they start aiming the big one at the Star Blade and they, uh, the, the Sea Blade. <laughs> and they know that they ha- there's a time limit on getting yeah. this thing out. And the Nartek are pouring themselves in trying to get through. They're screwed. And all of a sudden, they start hearing something. Yeah, they start getting stabbed. Like, they're getting ripped apart. Yeah, Jake, Marco has a sword in his chest. <laughs> yeah, he's just got a sword in his chest. Jake gets a claw cut off. Um, Cassie seems to be doing okay. Yeah, for once. Yeah. She's, I mean, she uh, doesn't have slide. a foot. She lost, yeah. Yeah, well, she you know, lost like, her that's foot. Pretty, that's good for Cassie, though. Yeah, doesn't have a sword stuck in her. People make fun of the wolf. I think the wolf is a good choice here. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of, not a lot of room to navigate. You need to be a, a, a lithe wolf. And um, they, I think they, wolves swim pretty well too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a good all-terrain battle morph. Probably not good swimming between islands because the orca will get. Yeah, you gotta watch right. out for that orca. <laughs> um, but they keep on hearing this hissing noise and then screaming, and it's getting louder and louder. And the room's getting warmer and warmer. What? 
What is that? What's that heat coming from? What's that screaming coming from? What is coming down this hall? Melissa, who is coming down this hall? Who is here to wreck everyone's day? It's our boy, creative namer, Visser 3. (laughs) It is Visser fucking 3. He's coming to save the day. He's here to save our lovable teens because he loves them. And he... Wait, do you think he loves the bandits a little bit? I mean, in the same way you love the thing you hate the most, you can't exist without it. I think Mm -hmm. it gives him a nice outlet because, like, what would he be doing with all that energy otherwise? You know what I mean? Uh, collecting weapons in his weird room. <laughs> yeah, his weird sex dungeon. And uh, he comes he, as... He pops in. It's great. He is the Luminar, a beast from a moon of the planet Slagab 5. Uh, yeah. In the, you know, the Slagab 5 yeah, Luminar. Yeah, the Slagab 5 Luminar. So, a blinding glow, blasting heat, heat emanating from the very skin of the beast, seven feet of blowtorch, Two short arms and two stubby legs protruded from a bulbous body, like me. (laughs) Sausage-like fingers, a wide smile, crackling with electricity. A bleeding Nartex scrambled to his webbed feet and tried to scurry past the creature into the corridor. The Luminar extended one fat finger toward the Nartex. Fried, a charred body collapsed in charcoal flakes to the floor. I felt my stomach heave. So this thing is what exactly? A lightning fire lava beast who looks like Danny DeVito. <laughs> I mean, what else? Come on. Two short arms and two stubby legs protruded from a bulbous body. Sausage-like fingers, a wide smile crackling with electricity. Danny fucking DeVito. See, I was going to go for, um, what's the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka? Violet Beauregard. Yeah, yep. it's Violet Beauregard. Just like rolling down, just like sapping <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Uh, Luminar, you're turning Luminar, Luminar. <laughs> and here's why I fucking love Visser 3 is that he pops a, like, they're having a, Axe is having a hard time getting the ship started, right? There's a pass, there's a yeah. security set on the ship's computer and he can't hack it. And up pops Visser 1 and he's like, I hope I haven't broken your concentration and light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is blasting fools while taunting his enemy. And Axe is, like, Axe is just like, no, not at all. I'm fine, actually. <laughs> Good. Then you may fire engines as soon as possible. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you can't unless <laughs> I help you. <laughs> this whole time, people are screaming. Yeah, the whole fire. time he's lighting people on fire while taunting Axe. And so, uh, Tyler, I have a business deal for you. Okay. Uh, I will trade you... Um, the ship's code, mm-hmm. and you will give me um, a ride on your cool ship. Deal. <laughs> Good deal. They they make that deal, but the Animorphs have a trick. They're like, okay, we need Visser 3 to get out of here and to blow these fuckers up. He doesn't know that the ship's broken, that the hatch in the back is broken. Mm-hmm. So here's what we do. Our plan is we start flying away, then we let the hatch blow open and fuck Visser 3 up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually a good, that's a good plan for once. That, that is a good, sensible plan. Yeah, Jake's character arc here really is make one good plan. Yeah, because Visser <laughs> 3 thinks he has them. He says, you need me, fool. Your pathetic morphs were not successful in holding off the Nartek. Clumsy warriors though they are, there are many of them. <laughs> and they have many, many weapons. Now that they have failed to retake 
this vessel, they will destroy it. You may have noticed the large cannon atop the palace. Primitive human weapons, but very effective at this range. So he thinks he has them, but he doesn't. Not this fucking time. Because for once, the Animorphs thought ahead. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest, Visser 3, like, he has to take whatever deal they offer because, as he mentions, uh, my crew is, how should I put this, incapacitated? <laughs> Because they were hucking Harkbajer corpses out of this thing before. Yeah. Uh, they were just like toss them out because they were stuffed, of course. <laughs> right, of course. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the, the alliance has been forged uh, and it's time to get out of here. Um, they, there's a like chase scene where they're getting blasted at. They're shooting boats down. There's a nice little line where Rachel is working the guns of the sea blade. And Erica Babone writes that she clutched the controls with her Trent Reznor nails. Nice little thing there. I like that. Very stupid. Love it. What what nails? The Trent Reznor nail. Nine inch nails. His singer, nine, she's got nine uh, inch bare nails. The nice is nails. Yeah, nice is nails. Yeah, nice is nails. Nice is neat. <laughs> nice is neat. Uh, That's from earlier Animorphs. <laughs> yeah, go back to episode uh, three. No, two? Who knows? Um, you know, it doesn't matter. But like, what does matter though is that. This ship is a little messed up. Um, Marco is also a little messed up. and It's messed up because the, the hatch in the back is open. It's broken. So Marco needs to run over there and hold that hatch yep. so that way they don't get um, you know flushed with water. Yes. And so he runs over there and he holds the hatch. And Visser 3 is like, what's that weird gorilla doing? <laughs> what's he doing? And Jake says, oh, he's a proud Andalite warrior. He's going to remove the sword from his chest, but he doesn't want to scream in front of you. Whereas Visser 3 naturally says, huh, what a pussy. <laughs> Just taunts him. They adopt a sanctimonious moral posture, and then when it serves their purpose, they will quickly abandon that posture. He's right. <laughs> but he's not right because it's just a trick. It's just a trick. It's a trick. Why and is it a trick? Because they're going to blow the ship, and Marco's just holding the ship. And, yeah, uh, we powered along the river just below the surface. Exterior cameras showed us the Nartex macabre collection of seagoing vessels and peoples. A graveyard of Earth's cultures. They're passing all this as they're getting shot at. And uh, there's a German Andalite. There's a German U-boat, all blasting. What they do is they make Rachel shoot the udder of the U-boat so they don't kill anything. Is that what the U stands for? Yeah, underwater. <laughs> German for... <laughs> Unterwater. <Yeah>. Unterwater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's probably Unterbones. <laughs> so they're blasting through the walls. <sighs> and then the torpedoes come. The torpedoes are coming. That's when they kill the engines. Visser 3 is like, what? You betray me? And they all <laughs> jump out while the ship gets torpedoed and blown apart. Jake does have a little... Uh, Jake has a nice parting line. He says, uh, interesting morph, Visser. I wonder if it works underwater. And then he like scoots out and like flips the bird. Yeah, the double flip off. Just out. They, Fuck you. Yeah, they quickly turn into hammerheads and they swim away. And they see some weird octopus monster swimming away, knowing Visser 3 made it. We know he didn't die. They, they escape torpedo death. And they mention that, you know, maybe humans are the real enemies here. They... This book, the ending of this book is so funny. It really is. I believe you overlooked one fact. Yeah? All those sailors back there, all those humans 
the Nartek defiled. Many of them have sunk into storms or hurricanes, or by the failure of primitive human technology. Many, but not all. So? I knew where Axe was going. I said, So the rest, including those Japanese flyers, they were sunk by humans in human wars, not by the Nartek. The weapons they used on us? Human weapons. We want to hate them for what they do? Maybe we should stop helping them do it. Rachel was silent for a while. Then she said, Okay, fair enough. But you know what? We win this war someday, get rid of all the Yerks, and then everything comes out and all. We need to go back, show people what's down there. Get busy. Start a whole new war, Cassie asked? No, not a, f- not to fight. Wait, oh, sorry. I, I'm bad. <laughs> no, not to fight. Rachel said softly. To breed. <laughs> to bury. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Let's get out of here. <sighs> sometimes war is bad at the end. <laughs> yeah, sometimes war <laughs> creates underground mutants that want to kill you, and it's all our fault. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> what uh, What do you like? What? Tell me what you think of this book. Melissa, what do you think of this book now that we've been through it? You know, I think the context is what really threw it off for me. I think if I had read this as a one-off book, I would have really enjoyed it a lot more than if I had read it as part of a series <laughs> that that was very different. So, like, taking it by itself, it's much more fun. We just come off the heels of this. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you look at this story and you place it in the context of, like, early Animorphs, if you got rid of the Sario rip and did this book instead, it would totally fit in right there because it's weird, it's yeah. strange, it's sci-fi. It we're, is what it is. We're teens, we're on an adventure. Right. This comes after, like, the Tobias Torture book, the Marco's Mom saga, all this stuff, awful shit, and it's like, oh, we're going to Atlantis now. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love the whiplash of it. I was. I was ready for. I was so ready for uh, underwater city of Atlantis and fighting mer people. And Visser Three comes up as a big explody ball, and he's yeah. there loving it. Like th- that's that's what I want. If there was ever an Animorphs TV show, and I hope one day there will be, mm-hmm. uh, that would be so good if they could just make an Animorphs TV show. Right, and we this can dream. It, yeah, imagine yeah. this episode. <laughs> like that episode would rule, right? Like that episode would rule. These are the best episodes of like the X Files, or the best episodes of Buffy. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Is, is there, an, is there the an Atlantis, Atlantis episode? Actually, <laughs> there is an episode where there's it's like a Fishman episode oh, where there they, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they turn the episode, Sunnydale right? High School swim team into Fishmen. That's and right. There is a breeding element to that episode. <laughs> fishmen uh. love to fuck. Fishmen love uh, to the, fuck. Shape I guess. of Water won Best Picture. Fishmen love to fuck. Lighthouse. Fishmen love to fuck. <laughs> uh, um, and like, the, but like those stories are like so fun. Like you know, like it's not like it, it's kind of a turn your brain off story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think real hard about it. Right. Um, There's but, not the dark themes in this book that run through some of the others. No, but like, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of goofiness sticks with me. Right, like you know, it, it it is the Batman 1968, mm-hmm. 65. What year? Sixty eight. Yeah, and it's the Batman 1968 where everything is goofy, everything is fun. There's a problem, but you know that Batman's gonna solve it. Uh, he's gonna bat off that shark with anti shark spray. <laughs> it's gonna we're gonna have a good time. And I love the hokiness. It's it's innocent and pure. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm willing to bet years from now, you'll think back on this 
you won't remember, you know, Marco pulling his PlayStation into his bedroom. No, but you will remember the fish town. <laughs> I'll remember the fi- I'll remember the fish town. The fish man coming in with a mace. Sir <laughs> Fish a lot. Honestly, great image. <laughs> I will uh, say that after twenty five years, I did remember the fish town. Yeah, so it has staying power. It really does. Like, no, you're not getting the trauma or the like PTSD side of Animorphs, but you're getting the weird sci-fi shit that you'll just remember. Like when I was a kid, the one of the most vivid memories I have from this book series is a crocodile being burped out of a bear's back. Or even the Pemolites. You know, this is a Pemolite episode. We're like, <laughs> yeah, we have dog robots. We're going to have fun here, kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, get, get ready for some fun dog robots and uh, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, it's... It is fun. This is fun for fun's sake. That's and right. It rules. And it it's the first not the first time, but it's one of the examples of it being done very well. Cause you compare this to any other Jake book, like compare this to Sario Rip. It's a same bottle episode book where it's one story that'll never affect the rest of it. It's a it's a Nate book. The other <laughs> Nate book is the Helmicron one. Oh boy. You know, like you got I, another Nate book coming too. Oh man. A I, Cassie Marco joint. The two yeah. best characters in Animorphs. <laughs> the best pair. If you want to yeah, have, a, exactly. if you want to like have a good time with a pair of like people, like stick Cassie and Marco together. Yeah, Cassie's like, oh, we should take care of this, but Marco's like, shouldn't we fuck first? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and that like you know you can trust that they're gonna have like a good time, and we're gonna have a good adventure with them. It's a great book. I would recommend this book. It's a plus fun. It's a good introduction into Animorphs because like it's light, it's fun. There is some fucked up things going on here. It's weird as hell. The idea that, oh, these fishmen may fuck us to death. <laughs> pretty pretty dark, but, you know, it's not shied away from. And that's, I love this one. People hate this book. I love this book. Erica Babone, you knocked it out of the park. You did it, Erica Babone. We salute you here at Animorphin Time. Melissa, what what do you think? Did you enjoy this? Like, give us, give us your take. I... Like, you hated this as a kid, but now you like it. No, I like it. Yeah. Now I, I mean, in my reread, when I got to this point, uh, we were, I think during like the second wave of the pandemic. So I was like, I we're just want to wa- feel sadness. L- listeners in the future, we're on wave 12 now. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was, it was a shock. It was like whiplash, but it was fun whiplash. So, and I like it much more after seeing how much you guys enjoy it. I think you guys have, <laughs> have like changed my mind about how i feel about it it's this is the andalite toilet book all yeah. over again yeah. it's just mm-hmm. fun stupid nonsense that is and there uh, is an alien toilet in it there is an alien toilet yeah. they swim through poop this is a great book yeah you know, it's i'm i'm a hog and i love to swim through poop we know this about you yeah you know hog <laughs> living in your own shit this and you, is just who you are and here's what's gonna like i'm gonna call this right now i bet you i'm gonna hate the book everyone loves i think it's gonna like i'm gonna reverse it i'm gonna i think you already have <laughs> what's the Excellent. book everyone loves i don't want to say yet okay oh, okay i don't want to say all right well I'll, I'll get to it i uh, i'm no, claiming it now though here's the thing i think nate's gonna love the ending that everybody hates Ooh, yeah i oh. think so too i yeah there's I, a lot of fish men in the ending so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm there already. Uh, so I'd like to thank our sponsor, Nike. Um, oh yeah, you know I I would like to sing a song to to them. Well, uh, okay, <laughs> go go ahead. <laughs> um, here we go. Ready? Uh, oh dear, Nike. This is coming from your only. <laughs> 
Okay. It's come from your only son, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I miss you. It's just me, Aaron, and Jordan's. Oh, Melissa, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me responding to things on Twitter at Big Mistake Pod and on Instagram also at Big Mistake Pod. And then I have no solo presence online. Yeah, that, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> How many songs have you sung in your podcast? Uh, to Nike? At least 20. Um, oh, yeah, I, got, I got 19 more to go. This is going to be rough. We, you can we do another make, one. We do like fake commercials in the middle of our podcast to sponsors that we don't have. So oh, that's a good there's idea. always that opportunity. <laughs> no, Nike's our real sponsor. I'm going to tweet at them right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't know how else to end it. Uh, Tyler, do you want to sing a song? Uh, yeah. Okay. You give me a song prompt and I'll sing lyrics with Nike stuff. Jordan's. I said pick a song and I'll sing Nike lyrics. Um, Atlantis by America Donovan. The beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to pick my own song. All right. Because <laughs> I didn't hear what either of you said because you said the same thing at the same time. I don't know any songs. <laughs> uh, uh, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Let's let me pull it up. Here we go. Nike. <laughs> 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 